This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Boils and ghouls and non-bi-scary listeners, welcome <laughs> back to Root Tales of Magic, the only podcast recorded in a graveyard. That's right, we're all outside recording this. We edit out the howling winds and cawing ravens and shambling ghouls, and we pass the savings on to you. On with the show. Oh, wait, spooky pun. Um... On with the bow and arrow, shooting an arrow into a child's skull, like William Tell. Or oh, wait, William Hell. <laughs> ah, okay. Piss Harbor, the crown jewel of the greater Piss Harbor metropolitan area. When you're here, you're family. But not in the beautiful and sincerely welcoming way that the Olive Garden means it. No. More like the unpleasant Thanksgiving dinner way where everybody's at each other's throats. That's right. It's a violent and dangerous world here in Piss Harbor. The sun is setting on all of the beautiful, hard-bodied rollerbladers down on Cigarette Butt Beach. The palm trees, they sway silhouettingly in the pink sunlight. But as night falls, the scum come out to play. And play they do. Because, baby, I think it was Hamlet who once said, the play's the thing. But also, when I googled the phrase to double-check, the first result that came up was a quest from The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. <laughs> I think it's sort of cool how culture deteriorates like that. I know it sounds like I'm kidding, but I sincerely mean that. Fuck high art. Speaking of fuck high art, we see a motorcycle driving down the PCH, which stands for Piss Coast Highway. It pulls into a parking lot just as the pixie illuminated streetlights come on. Jordan, who do we see stepping off of that thing? Yeah, you see me, knee scraper, a <laughs> rough and tumble street tough. I'm no good. I'm a bad egg. See, when I turn in my homework, I always put teacher's name at the top, but sometimes forget to put the period number. And when I say my prayers, I ask God to bless mommy and daddy and grandma and grandpa, but I sometimes forget to ask him to bless my aunties and uncles. When I drink my milk, I blow bubbles with my straw. I really should. We should have put a, a warning on this one for our younger listeners. Uh, this guy is too bad, too rude. Uh, this teen is on a bad path. Jordan, I cannot believe you brought this character onto the show. This is a rough customer. So you're getting off of the motorcycle and the lights are coming on. Uh, you see rollerbladers uh, moving past you and you hear a, a noise coming from the darkness. It's a little harder to see now because the streetlights have, have just come on. Uh, but you hear a scuttling and you hear a strange voice saying, over this way, over this way. All right, I'll investigate. But first, I got to tell these rollerbladers to always wear their knee pads. Hey, guys, knee health is no joke. All right, time to investigate that mysterious sound. <laughs> they don't even have a chance to, to reply. They hear you and they're changed. They are these rollerbladers are changed people. They they get home and they're gonna they're gonna count their lucky stars. They didn't blow their knees out falling forward. Um, as you go forward to investigate the sound, you see a strange silhouette. It's tall and lanky and it seems to have too many limbs. Hey, 
you out there with all the limbs <laughs> in the darkness, step forward so I can see ya. This here's knee scrapers territory. I'm a rough and tumble bad egg, and if you wanna march around on my boardwalk, I'll give you permission. <laughs> Uh, the voice is, is shocked by hearing you, uh, and it, it's, it scurries away. But before it does, a dead body is thrown forward. A human body. That's right. And there's a sword sticking out of its back. This body is bleeding, but it's dead. One of the worst <laughs> combinations possible. Uh, it's thrown forward. And one of the rollerbladers, they, uh, they, they screech. They come to an Akira slide halt. Uh, and they look back at you and they say, the knee pad guy, he's guilty, guilty of murder. Oh, no, a misunderstanding. I better run. Oh, but I can't run. Someone needs to pray over this body to help it on its journey to heaven. So I guess I'll just have to accept the consequences. <laughs> we, we cut now to the Moonlight Values Bounties headquarter, now stationed in a mall food court. <laughs> the storefront that you're in used to sell soft pretzels that made you get sick, and it still carries the scent of baked dough and cinnamon sugar. Maybelline Moonlight, a half-elf, half-orc, all-woman, steps forward, holding a large, soft pretzel, and she addresses the group. <laughs> hey, guys. We got a really sad one for you tonight. Knee Scraper, a juvenile delinquent of the lowest order. Due to his temperament and his bad boy good looks, he's been in and out of trouble with the law for years. But he always skates due to his devious habit of always being innocent of any wrongdoing. Well, luckily, that all changes tonight because he was caught red-handed with a freshly killed dead body in a parking lot along Cigarette Butt Beach. Oh boy. I try to remain neutral and above the fray, but I gotta say, Fuck that guy. I wouldn't blame you for just killing him rather than bringing him in alive and collecting the bounty. In fact, I would respect the hell out of you. And privately, I hope that's what you do. But the bounty has been set at 16,000 gold. That's 1,000 gold for every year of his short, misspent life. I hope there's a hell. And because we live in a rich fantasy world, I'm confronted with near constant proof that there is. And so I amend my hope to be that he dies soon and goes there. He was last seen heading into a novelty t-shirt store along Cigarette Butt Beach. Not taking any questions on this one because I'm so disgusted. <laughs> uh, are comments allowed, Maybelline? Uh, yeah, sure, one or two comments. Great, I I'll go first. Uh, sounds like we need our torches and pitchforks, eh, gang? Yeah. Oh, yes. Comment received. Let's destroy the man. Here, take mine. Jonathan Large, the centaur, tosses out complimentary torches to his whole crew. Thanks, Jonathan. Speaking as Moose, the suave dwarf. The torch clatters to the ground in front of Ejika, the possessed sword, and her dog, her stray dog that wields her. The fire from the fallen torch spreads, and the entire place is starting to go up in flames. Oh, no! Time to move! You guys, go! Go! I'll hold down the fort here and burn to death. You guys, go! Get out of here! Save yourselves! Right on! Let's get the hell out of here, uh, says uh, Neil, a gargoyle, and runs. <laughs> One step ahead of you, says Tommy Whistle, the cowboy frogman. You find yourselves at a novelty t-shirt store along Cigarette Butt Beach. The building <laughs> is white stucco with a roof shaped like waves. Oh, cool. Why, look, there's shirts as far as the eye can see in here. What a cool looking store. Wow, Edgica, you've probably never worn a cool t-shirt. Well, I used to have a body, you fool. You did? Yes. Am I the only one that didn't know that? But did you think I was born out of another bigger sword? I thought maybe it was like a sword egg. <laughs> <laughs> a sword egg? Yeah, like not, you know, obviously swords aren't mammals. No, you know more than you let on, Moose. I'm keeping my eye on you. And her giant pink white rabbit eye throbs in Moose's direction. You've impressed her. Oh, I haven't had an eye throb at me in weeks. 
Uh, guys, could I have everyone make a uh, make uh, perception rolls? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14. 16. 19. 13. And I got a seven. <laughs> okay, Moose, um, you are so unnerved by Ejika's eye that you don't really notice this, but the rest of you, you see the kind of store that you're in. There's shirts as far as the eye can see. The, oh, this shirt over here looks innocuous. It's, uh, it's advertising the FBI. Oh, that's a pretty normal organization, <laughs> the Federal Bureau of Invest. Oh my God, what's this? Oh no. This shirt implies that the FBI stands for Female Body Inspector. What a terrible shirt. Oh, no. Oh, God. This shirt over here, it seems to be advertising McDonald's, but in reality, it's advertising marijuanas. And it's boasting that over 100 billion have been stoned. Oh, brother. This shirt here, it features none other than American icon Bugs Bunny, but he's dressed like Scarface. Oh, make it stop. Won't you please make these terrible shirts stop? (laughs) Quick, put one on the dog. No, it'll corrupt it. See, this is why I don't wear clothes, says Jonathan Large, a bulked-out sunburnt centaur in sunglasses, a neon flower crown, and a slutty little tease of iron-spiked armor, but nothing else. I hear you, Jonathan, says Neil, a gargoyle. (laughs) Please do that every time. (laughs) You two have probably never worn cool T-shirts. What would I do with my vanity wings? But my God, if I was going to put on a t-shirt, it certainly wouldn't be one of these degenerate t-shirts. But Neil, look at this one right here. It's a tank top with perfect room for your wings. And it says, ugh, I'll need a taco. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) That actually appeals to me quite a bit. Yeah, it's sort of treating the idea of eating a taco as a, I guess, a personality trait. What are you guys getting commission? We're supposed to be looking for that degenerate kid. Yeah, there's a murderer among these disgusting shirts. Hold on, hold on, Ejika. Tommy, you're naked. (laughs) You've probably never worn a cool (laughs) t-shirt. I'm just now realizing I'm the only one in this group that wears clothes. <laughs> well, I gotta say, I've worn clothes in the past. Yeah, but then, but you haven't in a while. It's true, I've worn cowboy garb, which tends to be buttoned up. I got rid of them because I lost them when I jumped wrong and decided that I would deserve to be naked after I jumped wrong and got like it that one time. Eagle-eared listeners will remember this is a, a callback to the pilot of this season. But you know, you know, <laughs> Moose, I might as well try another shirt. Might as well try one right here. Look, this one says fart loading. (laughs) Hurry up, everybody. And you see Neil, the gargoyle, walking away, and she's wearing the tank top that says, ugh, I need a taco. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so you guys have shirts on, and you're walking away down into the uh, the t-shirt store, and you see a a door. There's there's shirts everywhere. You know, there's, there's... Stewie and he's he's getting high. Uh, no. There's one that says innocent bystander. That's a pretty funny one to wear. But there's a door at the back of the store that says employees only. Wearing the fart loading shirt over his formerly naked torso, Tommy Whistle takes out his revolver and puts his shoulder against the door. He taps on it with the revolver. Anyone in there? No response. Anyone in there before one? Tommy Whistle's coming in. Tommy Whistle bursts through the door. What you see is something despicable, disgusting, so full of juvenile delinquency that you... Oh, what's this? You see a a large and clean room playing relaxing spa music? Hmm, interesting. Must be a trap of some sort. And inside we see many massage beds separated by curtains. Strange. And the smell in the air is that, yes, it must be enraging lavender. No, no, it's <laughs> soothing lavender. Why, this isn't a den of iniquity at all. It's a completely above-the-board massage parlor. And the clients, why, my God, the clients are all hard-working single mothers being massaged by vermin? That's right, rats and pigeons. Okay, yeah, a guy could get used to this, but who's... Who's running all of this? It's me, Knee Scraper, and you've kicked down the door of my charity massage parlor. <laughs> State your business. My word, I apologize. I did not mean to get in the way of a place of legitimate business, Hood. I just, we were trying to find a murderer, but instead, all we find is a bunch of... 
Mother's getting what they deserve. Yeah, I'm going to correct you. I'm going to go ahead and correct you. This isn't a business. It's a charitable, non-for-profit organization. (laughs) I'll explain because I know it looks a little bit weird. You see, as a street tough, I can communicate with the vermin of the streets. Pigeons, rats, street crabs, sewer foxes. (laughs) I can speak to them all. We can communicate because we have a brotherhood forged in the streets. And I command them to do my bidding. And one of my biddings is to give massages to hardworking single moms here in the back room of this novelty t-shirt shop. We see one of the single moms. She looks so relaxed. She really needed this. Uh, Her boys, she loves them, but they are a handful. Uh, We see her reaching into her wallet and handing money to one of the street crabs, um, and it shakes uh, its head as if to say, no, your money's no good here. This was all done charitably. She is so touched. Moose is going to shove Tommy to the side and says, profit or not for profit, this is our mark. And Moose pulls out his torch and sort of like flicks it in the air and it immediately turns on. (laughs) (laughs) And he holds it out to he holds it out to knee scraper and he says, we're bringing you in, murderer. Ejika's dog. Uh, has completely changed demeanor. It was in attack mode when the door burst open, but it sees Knee Scraper and goes over to him, wagging his tail. He recognizes him. Yes, this dog was clearly raised on the streets because we can communicate. We're brothers like that. Jesus Christ. Oh, well, this is interesting. I don't know what to do about this. And Edgica's just sort of looking around nervously. Uh, she's not usually in this position. Um, sick him. <laughs> sick, 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 sick. No, don't sick me. Work on the lower back of that hardworking single mom who doesn't get the appreciation she deserves. Um, the dog drops Edgica to the ground with a clatter and runs over on its two hind legs, rubbing <laughs> and like putting lotion on its paws. Ooh. Yeah, it lotions up and it, it rubs uh, her lower back and you just hear it say, oh my God. I needed a win. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Beverly, you needed this. You're a queen, Beverly. Never let anyone tell you otherwise. Oh, knee scraper. I may be a queen, but you're a prince. Oh, stop. I'm just doing my part. And she, she touches your hand meaningfully and she says, don't ever diminish your gifts. What you do for this community, it's everything. Don't say that. I'm just a no good street tough. Well, if that's how you choose to feel about yourself, I hate it, but I'll respect it. Bethany, I could sit here gabbing with you all day, hearing about your favorite TV shows like Sister Wives and Yellowstone, but (laughs) a bunch of rowdy no-goodniks have kicked down the door. Now, if any of you are hardworking single moms, get on the table and get ready for the back rub of a lifetime. (laughs) But if you're not, either go out in the front, buy a dump out t-shirt, or leave. <laughs> Tommy Whistle turns to face his fellow bounty hunters. I'm sorry, but this man's a sweetie baby pie. He cannot be the man we're meant to kill. This guy is a sweetheart, and as the moral center of the group, I cannot let us hurt this man. This man's fantastic. I love this man. This man appreciates people. He gets to know people, and he even invited us to take his shirt when he wanted us to leave him alone. That's conscientious with a capital C. Moose's face is a picture of crisis. He's never seen someone connect to hardworking single moms as well as he can. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's shocked. He's, he's just completely shocked. For just a moment, his torch lowers and he says, no, no, he's, he's a rough and tumble bad egg. We have to end him. Um, a stone hand is placed on Moose's arm. I've seen a lot of evil men says Neil, the gargoyle. (laughs) And I have to say, this isn't one of them. Moose recoils from Neil's touch. You haven't earned that. (laughs) Fine, but I will. Wow, it seems like there's a lot going on here. If you guys need any help, the vermin also do conflict mediation. (laughs) Call, call what, maybe, huh? Huh? A sewer fox with a clipboard approaches you with a, like, a hopeful look on its face. We don't have time. I'm sorry. 
It kicks the dirt and walks away, sadly, like Charlie Brown. We're trying to get to the bottom of knee. Knee, it sounds like you're saying you're a bad guy, but we're looking at your acts. Your acts that speak louder than your words. Lies. You seem like a good guy. You know, as a no good Nick, raised on the streets who can command vermin, people are always trying to pin stuff on me. Uh, robberies, gum that's been left on the street, all of it. <laughs> but just because I look like this and talk like this and, you know, periodically have a toothpick sticking out of my mouth doesn't mean I'm a murderer. You were framed. Yes, I was framed just because I have a leather jacket and a scar above my eye. Well, I tell you what, this scar is a paper cut I got from kissing my Bible at night. Every (laughs) night, I kiss that Bible right on the bee. (laughs) Preach it, brother. Which bee? The first bee, duh. Sounds like this guy's never kissed a Bible before. Oh my gosh. Hey, you take that back. I've kissed every bee a Bible has to offer. I have a Bible right here. Start kissing, dude. Moose takes the Bible. He kisses the first bee. He kisses the second bee. He opens to Genesis. He starts kissing every bee he finds. All right, you talk the talk and you walk the walk. Ejika is eyeballed down on the ground and you just hear... And you have no idea what she's trying to communicate. Now, now, it seems like these people are just doing their job. I know I should probably command my vermin to kill them, but that's not something I would ever do because it would interrupt the massages being given to these hardworking single moms. So I guess if it'll restore harmony to the kingdom, you can take me in and I'll go ahead and go up the river for whatever this was. Great, thank you. Yes, okay, good. Now we can get going and take care of this. Moose. No, Moose. What? Moose, I was just like this boy once. You remember before I had half the goodness of man? Uh, And Jonathan gestures towards the human torso on the centaur body. I used to just be a bad little pony. I ran with a bad crew. We called ourselves the indoor boys, and we were horses that went when we were not allowed. But that was it. But we got all sorts of crimes pinned on us. One time someone tried to duct tape a gun into my mouth. I was a horse. (laughs) We have to take care of this man and we have to clear his name. Look at the work he's doing on these beautiful mothers. So you'd give up the bounty just to save this innocent boy from a life in prison or death? What are we doing this for, Moose? The money. Oh, well, I mean, but like there's other... There's other stuff, like, we're effective altruists, aren't we? <laughs> we? We use the money, we hoard money, and then we decide what's good to do with it. Moose hears Jonathan's words, and he steps away. He looks out a window, facing away from the group. He sighs, and he turns to his torch, and with another flick, it turns off. And there's a stone hand on his arm. Hey! <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. Folks... I think we know what we need to do. We need to find the real killer. The real killer. Because it's not this man. This sweet little boy is not the boy. Someone else has done it. Nay, we are willing to find the real killer, but you gotta let us know what you know. Because you were at the scene of the crime for a reason. There must have been something you observed that might help guide us along our way to find the real killer and save your life. I'll tell you everything I know, but first I'm going to distribute these scones I made while you were arguing. (laughs) Each one is made to your preferred flavor preference. Oh, thank you. Hey, while you're at it, would you mind releasing the dog from uh, massage service so that it can pick up Ejica again? If any of us do it, it'll just melt our brains like a pat of butter on the sun. All right, I'll do it. I'll just signal to some garbage octopuses to come here and finish the massage. <laughs> they transfer. Uh, the dog leaves uh, the woman. She goes, oh, but, but my calves. Oh, no, they're the most stressed part of... Oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Interesting. The sucking sound means it's working. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on the night in question, I was patrolling the boardwalk, making sure that rollerbladers knew about knee pads making sure that people were eating their corn dogs slowly so they didn't choke on the sticks. 
Good man. Good man. And then I saw a shadowy figure come out of nowhere. When I approached him to give him permission to skulk on the boardwalk, he disappeared. And then that's when the body washed up. It had a sword in it, and it was dead. I said many a prayer, and I hoped that the soul got to heaven. Did the sword have an eyeball like mine? I'm afraid I didn't get a great look at the sword because, as I mentioned earlier, I was very busy with my prayers. Okay, I don't, I don't think I know her then. It could have been a normal sword. Don't let it get you down. I'm not down anymore. She winks at the, she winks at the dog impossibly. <laughs> Do we think the body's still there? Could we go to the scene of this crime? Ambulances are real slow in this town. I think we've got a chance. Let's go for it. Wait, before we go, me. Come with us. Help us clear your name. It's the least you could do. All right. I'll I'll clear my name, but I will strain to keep my psychic link with the vermin strong so that the single moms can continue to have the massages they so greatly deserve. You can just strive to keep that psychic link because you like the psychic link. You don't have to make it just because you want to do service. It's okay to just like your psychic links. Have you ever had a psychic link? They're unpleasant. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nee, when you turn around, you see something strange. All of the massages have stopped, and all of the single mothers are standing with thankfulness in their face, and they look at you, and they all they all nod at once, and they say, No, Nee, go. Clear your name. We're single moms. We're used to getting the short end of the stick. It's okay. For one night, we don't need these massages. Thank you, single moms. Wait, do you single moms get these massages every day? Do you have any idea what it's like? Do you have any idea? How dare you judge us? Do you have any idea Gross. how hard it is to raise? Each of us, each of us raises a dozen boys. <laughs> They're all named Matthew. <laughs> Before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you would enter my landlord shop and buy a t-shirt that says one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. <laughs> the least you can do. Sold. Honestly sold. Uh, hey, Sturf, uh, what are you doing? Oh, hello, Bello. I'm just making an Easter basket, filling it with lots of treats and goodies for our fans, you see. Don't you usually put, like, I don't know, jelly beans and chocolates in those? <laughs> Bello, don't be so pedestrian. Our fans are individuals with refined taste. We've got to measure up. Mm, I don't know, Stir Fry. That's a lot of hooves to put in an Easter basket. And all these thorns? Thorns are herb, Cordelia. Thorns are herb. You don't need to worry about wowing people with your Easter basket. But why, Cordelia? Don't be a fool, Stair Fry. You know good and well our fans will be swept away in joy and ecstasy after our in-person live show the night before. <laughs> live show? Oh, you mean rude tales of magic, Lent Enders. Yes, it's Saturday, March 30th. Right, right, right. Am I doing it in some bag alley in some nameless old town? No, Sturf. We're doing it at the Bell House, right in the heart of Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, of course. Now I remember. Real Tales of Magic, Lent Enders. Live at the Bell House on Saturday, March 30th. Doors at 6.30, show at 7. And tickets are on sale now. I just bought mine at realtalesofmagic.com. <laughs> this is fantastic. And you know what? I'm still going to add a few tumbleweeds to my Easter basket just to spruce it up. Mm, those freaks will love it. You heard right, Credence. The Class Dismiss Gang returns to the stage in an all-new live show. That's Root Tales of Magic, Lent Enders, live at the Bell House in Brooklyn, Saturday, March 30th, 7 p.m. Buy your tickets today or be tortured to death. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued, 
at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We cut now to the edge of Cigarette Butt Beach. All of us are there together. Everyone wears a one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor t-shirt. We're at the scene of the crime and impossibly the body is still there. There's crabs all over it, but the body is still there. Off in the distance coming down the PCH is the ambulance, which in this world I've decided is one strong man who is just just walking, taking his time, <laughs> taking in the scenery. He, he whistles to himself and says, beautiful night. <laughs> Moose goes to shoo the crabs away. Yeah, make an, uh, make a uh, wisdom. No, make a charisma. Make a charisma roll. Usually it's animal handling, but I think the way you do stuff, it's a charisma roll. Uh, that's a 22, baby. Whoa. 22? And, and Moose says, crabs, get lost. In perfect common, the crabs say, oh, sorry, sir. Right away, sir. Yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry to bother you. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, you, uh, you're pretty good at communicating with vermin. Have you ever thought of becoming a street tough? <laughs> I'm so much more than a street tough. I'm, uh, I'm a little older than you, me. I've been, I've been through a lot, you know? I've been tough, I've been soft. I've been hard, I've been nice. I've been cool, I've been good. I've been bad, I've been... Those aren't opposites. Ice. <laughs> uh, fr- from nearby on a payphone... A guy who looks like Johnny Cash says, uh, Johnny, Johnny, it's me, your cousin, Marvin Neal. Uh, you know the general sense of this one song you've been looking for? I think I found it. <laughs> okay, goodbye. I know we don't know each other that's well, that well. That's why I said my full name to my cousin. <laughs> okay, so someone who's good at forensics, look at it. Because um, like, that guy looks basically alive to me. Ejika talks to, uh, she directs her dog to the body. Bring me to that sword, boy. Yeah, make a, uh, let's make an investigation roll on that. It's going to be an intelligence. Okay. <gasps> Nat 20. Nat hey. 20. Okay. Uh, the, the Criminal Minds music plays free <laughs> usingly. Uh, uh, as, uh, <laughs> I mean it in the sex way. It's okay. Um, uh, it plays as, uh, as you investigate <laughs> the body. And um, you can see exactly how the body was killed. And you can actually tell as you investigate it that it wasn't killed by a stab wound. It was killed by a gunshot to the head. And the stab wound was there as a... (laughs) Only you can tell that it was killed by a gunshot wound to the head. One of the hardest to find uh, wounds (laughs) on the human body. Um, But the the sword was a a decoy. Ejika's eye just rolls over the form of this dead body, investigating the sword, the entry wound, until finally her dog is just kind of digging at the guy's head and turns it over and reveals the bullet wounds to everyone. Whoa! Is he gonna make it? (laughs) Tommy, is this one of yours? Tommy flips through his revolver. Nada. Nada is what I said. Negative. No. I said no. I say no. It ain't my bullet. Must have been somebody else. Wouldn't that be a horror story if I myself was going around murdering people at night without remembering? Wouldn't that be a horror story? Tommy, the ambulance is getting closer and closer and closer. He's almost 20 feet away right now. You only have several minutes left with this body before he takes it away. Are there anything in the pockets? Anything in the pockets? Great question. Why don't you check, Tommy? Tommy Whistle checks in the pockets. Make an investigation roll. Ooh, that's a nine. Oh, you see a little moth flies out of the pockets that said, this guy was cheap. <laughs> Tommy Whistle, he bites the moth, swallowing it. Um. Can he perceive anything through absorbing the body of the moth? Is he able to sort of uh, psychically um, uh, under- know anything else that might be in that pocket? Tim, that's a great question. Uh, the answer obviously is no. Mm, okay. <laughs> but I love, I love where your head's at. Okay. Oh, that was real close. We almost gave him Renfield power. 
<laughs> no, I know better than to give Tim Renfield power. You did once. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. And look what happened. Branson, I want to know, does anyone recognize him? What do they look like? Or her? What do they look like? He, he. It's uh, it, it, this, this a fella. Uh, he's got a, he's got a five o'clock shadow. He has a, he has sort of a, a Western look to how he's dressed and his whole situation. Looks a little, little bit like a, why a cowboy. Tommy, does this guy look familiar to you? I mean, he's certainly dressed in the garb of my people, the cowboy. Pretend there's no hole in his head. Tommy looks again, and he crosses his eyes. The hole in the head seems to uh, blur into itself. Branson, does he recognize this person? Make a uh, fucking make a memory roll. That's gonna be a. Uh, I'm gonna let you use your wisdom for this. Okay, uh, eleven. You get the faintest memory. You were at a saloon not but two days ago, spending some of your bounty money, and you remember a heated conversation happening and a shape sort of like his. You were so consumed with loneliness and you were yes. so consumed with your thoughts um, and uh, and it, thoughts of your lost love. You, you weren't quite paying attention to it, but you do remember a voice saying, you fool, nobody wrongs me. Nobody wrongs me and lives to tell the tale. Nobody wrongs me. You have made an enemy of me on this day. My word. I believe I've seen this man before. Back in the saloon a few days ago, he was in an argument with someone so angry, so resentful of opposition that that man, that man I heard may have been the one to kill him. It might trouble you to all know that I was in the saloon drowning out my sorrow with songs. I give my quarters to the ragtime piano player, ask him to play more, more, longer, longer songs. It's the power of music that frees my spirit, not they drop a drink. You're so sad you need to hear ragtime music. <laughs> really long songs, really long ragtime songs. I'll pay him quarter after quarter. Uh, maybe if we go back to the saloon, we'll be able to find out. If anyone remembers, will I so uh, music blindly forget? But I can't go to the saloon because having a fake ID is a sin. Wait, you're a kid? I can't wait, you're actually a kid? Oh, you just Yeah, I'm a teen. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm a no good, rough and tumble teen. Wait, I have an idea. Children aren't allowed in bars, but dogs are. You could use your psychic link to investigate with my dog. Hmm, so I would take control of the dog's body because it's old enough to get into a bar in dog years? Sure. Well, that doesn't sound like a sin to me. All right, I'll do it. I'll possess the body of a dog. <laughs> we cut now to the uh, the saloon. Uh, uh, knee, you are uh, you are tied up in a barrel outside, and your eyes are just like completely white. Um, <laughs> and inside of the saloon, now you speak and act as the dog, which, uh, <laughs> which carries the sword. You're in the saloon. Uh, uh, Seventeen minute ragtime songs are playing uh, <laughs> while you guys are in here. Uh, the guy with the little the cuffs around his sleeve uh, plays piano and. Uh, the barkeep uh, looks you guys up and down and says, Bounty hunters? Indeed. Yep. And adult dogs. <laughs> well, now I've seen everything. And he looks for a gun uh, to put to his head and he puts it down and says, No, not today. <laughs> and he looks at a, a photo of his family and says, You have so much to live for. There's so much left to see in this crazy world. I'm sorry, can I help you? <laughs> Do you recognize our frog friend from the other day? Oh, I know Tommy Whistle, all right. He's in here every other day, spending his bounty money and recounting lost loves. Please. That's so weird, because, Tommy, I keep inviting you bowling, but you always say you're busy. I am. Uh-huh. Anyways, do you remember someone getting into a fight here while Tommy was drinking... <laughs> You're gonna have to be a little more specific. And as he says that, like several fights break out <laughs> around you. Just people say, "Why you, you, you're you calling me yeller? <laughs> Shut up!" Hey guys, use your words. Now <laughs> we are using our words, and it's the words we don't like. And they pull guns out and they they fire at each other's feet and they shout, "Dance, dance!" <laughs> all right, all right. Let me be more specific. It was a human man. <gasps> oh, and you see now that everyone in this bar uh, is some sort of, uh, there's like, there's frogs, there's bird people, there's cat people. It's all, uh, for the first time in the show, we're admitting that uh, the Western pastiche is all done by animal people. <laughs> well, that's, that's something 
It's something a little different. I myself am an octopus. Uh, yeah, I do. I do remember a, a human in here. On account of it was so strange. Why, that was not but two nights ago. Well, I hate to burst your bubble. You're a very friendly bubble, but we found that very human shot dead. Okay. On the ground in the street. Oh, no, it's fine. I didn't have a lot riding on him being alive. He was also stabbed. Oh, he was stabbed! Oh, and he takes his hat off and he holds it to his chest and he goes, Oh, that poor innocent soul. Why didn't you tell me he was stabbed? Well, we don't believe the stab is what killed him. He puts the hat back on his head. He goes, make up your mind. I remember that one got into a fight with El Chupacabra. And as he says that, all of the fights in the bar stop and everyone gets quiet and they look around. Oh, thank God. Have any of us ever encountered El Chupacabra? The, the piano stops again. <laughs> a coin lands in the piano player's hand. The piano player looks at it, looks up, drops the piano, and begins playing very somberly. Who he looked up at was Tommy Whistle sitting on top of the piano. I'm no El Chupacabra. Man follows me around every neighborhood I go to. Always starting trouble. Maybe my most consistent rival. Maybe my most consistent duel. Maybe the man I've shot most at in my entire life. Lost the man who shot most at me. Last time I met him, I knocked out all seven of his eyes, leaving his eighth one to see. See me coming to punch him in the face again. He wouldn't dare show himself around here, not after the beating he got from me. Wouldn't I? And you hear the, the, the doors... They push open, and everyone gasps, and there you see him, El Chupacabra, a large tarantula man with too many limbs. For me, for him, it's the normal amount, eight limbs. He also has seven eye patches and a long brown Yosemite Sam mustache that doesn't quite follow his speech as he talks. He says, Tommy Whistle, my old rival, it's me, El Chupacabra. What are you doing around these parts? I'd call you partner, but after working with these folks... I know the meaning of partner, and you ain't one. You the opposite of that. That's right. I would take it as an insult if you called me partner. You and I are not partners, haha. I'm here to have a drink, just like any free man. Oh, you ain't free. The revolver in his hand. You're going in for murder. The number of his arms lines up with the number of arms on the shadow I saw, but, I mean, have we already kind of decided it's him? Do I need to provide more evidence? The evidence helps. Every drop of evidence helps. Yeah, I just thought I would say that I think this is all checking out. <laughs> I appreciate that, Nee. Yeah, Nee, I think we've got this now. As long as you stay tied up in that barrel by yourself, you should be fine. And at that, El Chupacabra, he hears that, and uh, a tiny little oil lamp appears over his head. And he says, aha, the barrel outside. I'm going to kill that man. I'm going to finish the job. I framed him for murder, but I guess that wasn't enough. Haha. And he runs out. Oh, no. Knee your body. Hunters, follow them arms. Yeah, Jonathan Large rears up and 180s out of that bar, galloping off toward the tarantula man. Don't trouble yourself too much. If he kills me, it's okay, as long as you all find Christ. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like, if this is like a moment that leads you to Christ, that's cool with me. Like, if my death can, like, push you in the right direction, then it's a life well lived for me. Okay, you are a kid. This kid needs to live so he can one day find cigarettes. <laughs> I think everything will change if this kid finds cigarettes. That's exactly what happened to me. They'll just like mellow out a bit, you know, like Neil. Cigarettes, gross. Anyone who offers you a cigarette isn't your friend. <laughs> That's what teachers said. Knees become Neils. I feel like this guy's got the poster in his bedroom of like a hundred ways to say no. Like, buzz off, drug head. <laughs> and he put, it, he put it up there. His mom didn't. But... As you step out of the saloon, Jonathan, you're the first to see it, and then every single one of you do. Uh, you see El Chupacabra has already made it into the barrel, and he's holding up Knee by the scruff of his neck, and he's holding a long blade to his neck. Knee's eyes are still white as you step out, and El Chupacabra looks and says, Aha, it's too late. I'm going to kill this teenager. Ha ha. Knee, use the dog. Use the dog, Knee. Dog, head to the Christian bookstore and snatch a Bible and bring it back. <laughs> Yeah, the dog drops Echica. <laughs> it makes a beeline for the bookstore. It goes for the Christian bookstore, but because we're in the Old West part of town, uh, it has to. It sees that there's the Baptist Christian bookstore and the Pentecostal Christian bookstore, and it's looking between the two, uh, and it doesn't know what to do. It doesn't know. What is it going to do? Oh, man. I feel like I'm killing too much time here. 
Neither. Go for the Catholic bookstore. Because the Catholic God is the true one. <laughs> Huge fanfare place. That's right. Yeah, I, I'm Branson Reese, and I approve this message. Uh, the dog heads into the Catholic bookstore, and the Catholic books uh, book salesman says, "No charge," and it tosses the Bible to you. <laughs> Catholics have never been focused on money. No, we're not. That's that's not what Catholicism is all about. Are you crazy? This guy is dripping in gold and rings. <laughs> He's sitting on a golden throne. Hey, fellas, look at my new cup. There's a statue of God, and he's sitting above it. <laughs> he tosses you a Bible. The dog has the Bible, and it leaves the store. Nee, this dog has the Bible. It has th it has the good news in its mouth. What's it going to do? Fling the Bible at El Chupacabra. If the scar above my eye taught me anything, it's that those pages can cut deep. So Ooh. if it hits him right in his lone remaining eye, it should... Cut him enough to blind him. <laughs> okay, so knee, I'm gonna need you to roll with advantage, and I need you to roll a d20, and you're making an attack roll on El Chupacabra. So with advantage means you roll two d20 and you take the higher number. I got a twenty. There you go. Oh, hey! okay. Well, hold on. We got to see what the other one is. <laughs> and a twelve. Okay, oh. we're gonna take that twenty. Okay. Okay. You fling the Bible. Uh, speaking through this dog, you control this dog, and it flings the Bible at El Chupacabra. And for a 20, that is a nat 20. That is a critical success. It could not go any better. El Chupacabra is really making a meal of it uh, as he holds this long blade uh, to your, your body's neck. But the Bible hits his hand, knocking the blade out of it. And then it hits his face, knocking the good word into his head. <laughs> El Chupacabra falls over backwards and says, what? <laughs> He's been disarmed. Guys, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? He found religion. <laughs> Ejik is just vibrating on the ground. She She's making her tuning fork noise, but she can't She can't operate on her own. Uh, Jonathan runs over and sits on him. Oh, he's, a, he's got a lower body of a horse. He's going to just sit on top of him. Uh, you feel all of his legs struggling underneath you uh, as he, he's just he's writhing around under you trying to get out. He's going to make a strength roll to try to get out from under you, Jonathan. Oh, it feels yucky. <laughs> Spider legs. I hate it. I hate the stuff. So I actually got some exciting news. El Chupacabra got a critical fail. Ooh. on his strength roll. <laughs> he struggles and he writhes under you and you feel all of his legs just touching you. It's so icky. Oh, God. And then he gives up. You stay put now. I'm sick of it. Now me. I want to put this to you. What should we do with him? We caught the man, the spider, who blackmailed you. Now, I don't like to make a habit out of killing him for our children. In fact, I hate doing it, which is why I make a habit not to. But it's up to you. What do you want to do with him? Well, there's a really special single mom out there who I've had a hard time getting through to. Her name is Tina, and her kids, well, they have two different swim classes at opposite parts of town. <laughs> That's so hard. It's really, really hard. And she rarely gets home in time to watch Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Their kids did get her a Hulu subscription, but she can't work the dang thing. <laughs> And so if she misses it over broadcast TV, she misses it. And so I would like to mentally enslave El Chupacabra <laughs> and make him like a familiar to Tina. And I want him to wait on her. Eight hand on eight foot. Aww. Underneath you, Jonathan Large, you hear El Chupacabra uh, saying, no, no, please, please. This is a fate worse than death for me. No, no, please, please. Turn me into the police. Please, please. I throw myself at the mercy of the courts. Please don't do this. Even kill me. That would be better. Please. No, no, no. Oh, but I've heard the good news. <laughs> we could kill him. But the poor woman. All right. All right. Jonathan takes off his sunglasses for the first time that you've ever seen, and his eyes are beet red and pouring water, crying. He's like, we have, to, we have to help her. We have to enslave this yucky spider and help that woman and her kids. 
You know, Nee, I, did, I wasn't sold on you at first, but I don't think you're so rough and tumble. I think you're all right. Yes, let's mentally enslave this spider <laughs> to serve a hardworking single mom. Here, here. Hooray, now let's all drink milk. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> One milk, two milk, three milk. Floor? Floor. <laughs> we cut down to the all-ages saloon uh, right next to the, the normal <laughs> saloon, and we see just shots of all of you toasting milk to each other as you just drink. It's the, You drink sweaty glasses of milk well into the night. Uh, you just, you're passing out. You guys are making bad decisions as you just drink milk to excess. <laughs> milk is spilling everywhere. We've got milk all over our faces. We've got buckets of milk. There's a final group shot of everyone, including me, all smiling at the camera. And you all have milk mustaches. Beautiful. We zoom out now and we reveal that was actually a postcard. No, oh. postcard says season's greetings from all of us at Root Tales of Magic. That season, Valentine's Day. That's right. This episode came out in February. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Yay. 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 That's almost all, folks. I still have to read the credits. That was Ali Fisher as Neil. Carly Monado as Edgica. Christopher Hastings as Jonathan Lodge. Joe Lepore as Moose. Tim Platt as Tommy Whistle. And Branson Reese as almost everything and everyone else. Root Tales of Magic is produced by Bucket of Milk. Edited, sound designed, and scored by Michael Wolf with additional sound designs from Michael Gelfie. As always, special thanks to Tyler Button and Sydney and Benjamin Paul. And special thanks to our guest, Jordan Morris. Jordan is the author of the upcoming graphic novel Youth Group with art from Boat McCurdy. This YA horror comedy follows a goofy teen Bible study who has to slay demons and perform exorcisms when they're done learning about abstinence and how you don't need drugs to have a good time. For fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Shaun of the Dead, the book is available for pre-order now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or from your local indie bookstore. See you next time on Rude Tales of Magic, unless you die! We cut now to a little two-bedroom home, even though three people live here, on a, I'll say it, middle-class part of town. We zoom in through the window and we see Tina, a hardworking single mom. But what's that? She's not alone. Her two boys are here, but there's also... <gasps> there are enough hands to help everyone. We see that El Chupacabra is helping her out, cleaning the boys' shirts and doing the dishes. But he's not the only one here. Jordan, who else do we see? And I'm here, making sure he has no free will. <laughs> 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 that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>